Bismillahirrahmanirrahim in the name of Allah the gracious the merciful Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh may peace and blessings of Allah be upon you all welcome to the drive time show again here at Voice of Islam radio as always uh, every Thursday we bring you two topics um we do discuss one now now and then you know for two hours but more often than not we have you know uh, two topics that we do discuss. So in the first hour today we're discussing a very important topic that relates to blasphemy. Um uh, blasphemy the muslims response. Um it's, it's 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 interesting nowadays blasphemy is a lot more, you know, uh, talked about uh, with relation to Islam, but the reality is those that know of history will tell you that it, it, it has a, as much uh, historical uh connection to a christian faith or any other faith than it is with any other, you know, or with is, 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 is Islam. So it has existed in, you know, every faith. But, but, but we're going to t- touch upon that and discuss that in a lot more detail uh, in the upcoming program. And in the second hour, another very important, um, you know, discussion that we're going to be having is with regards to celebrity culture, uh, you know, whether it's toxic and dangerous and, you know, whether it does, does it have any sort of ben- benefits at all. So stay there with us and do call us in if you you know if if you fish you need to say something you need to you know you you, you have an opinion you know uh, this is your program this is your show call call us in and give us your insight into these two subjects with this brief introduction I'm joined by my uh, co-presenter uh, Fahim Nasir Assalamu alaikum Fahim how are you doing Assalamu alaikum good how are you it's good to uh, you know, it's, it's good to be back with you. You know, yeah. I think we we did a, we did a first program uh, two weeks ago. That was the first time you know being together here. Um, yeah, so blasphemy. I mean, just introducing the you know the program. Um, I mean, in today's show, we are you know going to explore uh, why you know removing um, misconceptions about the Holy Prophet, uh, may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, are important. Uh, you know, offensive and. Uh, blasphemous comments made towards Islam are nothing new but with uh, you know with remarks being made on a live TV debate recently in India um, you know those people that are aware of it some Muslims have reacted very strongly in order to defend the honor of the Holy Prophet peace be upon him in what ways can a Muslim truly honor their beloved Prophet and and when they feel their faith is attacked what was the teachings and model of the Holy Prophet peace be upon him himself um, you know, there have been <clears throat> several instances of, you know, religious violence against mm-hmm. Muslims since partition of India in 1947, frequently in form of violent attacks on Muslims by Hindu mobs that form a pattern of, you know, uh, you know sectarian violence with, be, between the majority Hindu and minority Muslim communities. India, of course, you know, is a multicultural country. Um, one of the aspects of the multi, you know, culturalism is to respect each other's cu- culture and religion. However, if the Prophet of Islam is portrayed as a violent person, is treated disrespectfully in media, while we consider him to be the perfect human being, it will create an awkward relationship between us and the people around us in our workplace and school. But it is our responsibility, you know, as revivers of Islam, to educate ourselves about the history and the life of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, and actually be prepared to rationally and accurately highlight his perfect life and answer the arguments of critics when we 
when the need arises, of course. Yeah. Right? I mean, in simple words, if we teach non-Muslim members of, of Western societies about the life of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, we will improve, you know, cultural relationships in Western societies and at the same time, we will be delivering the message of Islam. Yeah. What do you think? So the thing is, is that um, ultimately the best way to to teach anyone anything or to show anyone anything is by acting it yourself absolutely right? practicing what you preach mm-hmm. and um, for us to act in a negative way mm-hmm. or to react in a violent way would just be going against the teachings of Islam and against the the teachings of the person who we're trying to uh, defend mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it just completely um, inundates what you're trying to do and mm-hmm. ultimately if you can act in a good way and and you know praying, uh, you know, always being kind, no yes. matter what the situation, it, it's important. So, yeah, this I think it's, you said it quite simply. You know, if we teach non-Muslims members of Western society about the life of the Holy Prophet, peace mm-hmm. peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, mm-hmm. then you know it'll inc- improve those cultural relationships, and we wouldn't see this. Absolutely. Um, and you know the message will of course only be effective as as you said when we act upon the teachings of the message and 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 when we ourselves incorporate the teachings of the holy prophet peace be upon him into our daily lives i mean what it seems like f- you know uh, on tv uh, sp- especially from the reaction of 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 i would say the ig- the ignorant muslims um, is is that they only the islam only becomes alive when there are such remarks made about the prophet and and yeah. and, and and their reaction is to you know you know uh, burn tires or you know uh, you know do mass protests and you know um, all, all of these things whereas whereas the reaction should be the opposite this is a time of the pen this is a time of you know replying to these allegations that are made uh, yeah. you know instead of just 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 reacting uh, you know um, in anger right? yeah I think you know one thing you can always remember is um, you can never control how anybody else acts right absolutely the only thing you actually have control over is how you act mm-hmm. so if 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 people are doing things that you don't agree with or you don't believe in yeah. um, you can't make them change in any way because entirely it's entirely up to them how they do that mm-hmm. what you can do is your reaction absolutely and through your reaction you can teach people actually how the Holy Prophet peace and blessings of Allah be upon him um, taught us to act mm-hmm. absolutely I mean this is the best way of course to respond um, you know the negative portrayal of the Holy Prophet peace be upon him in the in this world um, you know the Holy Prophet peace be upon him uh, absorbed uh, the attributes of Allah in his heart and soul as much as humans can do, and by doing so, he you know became godly and demonstrated compassion, love, and forgiveness. Uh, that is the true reason uh, you know behind the expansion of Islam. And 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 what I'm going to do, I mean, uh, going because I, I was going through certain quotations of. Western philosophers and others who have actually studied the Holy Prophet peace be upon him, not just what they've heard on mm. media, but they spent their life studying this man, and and they and they themselves call him the you know the the person you know who 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 has you know um, lived the best of life, or he's the best of example for pe- people to follow. So that you know these quotations will you know will also mention uh, you know uh, you know down the, down the line in in the, in this program to today. I mean that is the true reason behind the as I was saying the you know the expansion of Islam. Yeah. Um, you know his his portrayal of compassion, his love, his forgiveness, um, and 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 he used to give charity to the extent that he lived in a small house without a proper bed and without proper food, while he could have you know easily lived 
you know, the, yeah, lavish life, yeah, yeah. The, the life of a king. And, and, and it reminds me of an incident. And this is where Hazrat Umar radiallahu anhu, and this, this incident was, was narrated by His Holiness in, in his recent you know, sermons on the, on the life of the Prophet and as well as the life of the companions that, yep. that, that, that has been happening for some time now. And he says that Hazrat Umar, you know, may Allah be pleased with him, once walked in uh, to the house of the Prophet. It was a, maybe, maybe, maybe it was the mosque. Uh, you know, correct, correct me if I'm mis- mistaken. And he saw the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, lying on the floor on this on this mat, hmm. right? And uh, and there was marks of this mat on the back of the Holy Prophet Seeing this, he he started to weep. He just started to cry and said hmm. that. Uh, and then the Holy Prophet asked him, "Why are you you know why are you crying? I mean, why are you in this state?" Yeah. And he said, "I mean, O Prophet of Allah, they are you know um, the kings of Persia or the you know." Other such kings that lived these, you know, lavish lives, and you here, you know, who's who's a prophet and and, and who's a true king, you know, you know, is lying and you know resting in this in this state. So the holy prophet peace be upon him responded very beautifully, and he said that I'm merely a traveller, hmm. you know, who's uh, you know my example is that of merely a traveller, who 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 basically comes and rests under a tree for a certain amount of time, and then he has to con- continue yeah. on on to, on to his journey. So it puts into perspective the humility that yeah. our beloved Prophet, peace be upon him, had. Um, and it's astonishing to see, uh, you know, some, some of these, because a lot of these allegations, you know, specifically speaking about this, um, this uh, something that happened in India, um, they have been answered, mm. you know, time and time again. Um, oh, no, no, no. What it goes to show is that there still exists, and especially speaking of India, we've seen a rise of Islamophobia. Yeah. Uh, you know, in 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 recent times, um, and and something is of course f- is is the responsibility of the gov- government to control. Um, the Promised Messiah, peace be upon him, um, actually you know describes the life of the Holy Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam in a in 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 a very powerful words, and he says um, he was a champion who restored to the world the unity of God, which had disappeared from the world. He loved God in the extreme, and his soul melted out of sympathy for mankind. And these are the two things we often speak about here. And this yeah. comes from the life of the Prophet, i.e., you know, uh, the rights of God and the rights of creation. And both being mentioned here by the Prophet He says, A champion who restored to the world the unity of God, which had disappeared from the world, he loved God in the extreme, and his soul melted out of sympathy for mankind. Therefore, God, who knows the secret, who, who, who knows the secret of his heart, exalted him above all the prophets and all the first ones and all the last ones. And we should, um, you know, we should pray that. Allah may guide us, you know, as individuals, and 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 help us to do our part in in actually telling the truth uh, about the Holy Prophet peace be upon him to the rest of the world. Um, now, you know, the truth of Islam, as I was mentioning, uh, you know, is something that um, you know is 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 there for people to study, and and you know, they're uh, uh, you know saying certain quotations that we can we can uh, you know mention with regards to. You know what non-Muslims say about the you know about you know about about the Holy Prophet peace peace be upon him, yeah. and 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 the first one that comes to my mind is from uh, Michael Hart, who was you know the professor of astronomy, physics and the history of science, and and in his book where he uh, rank you know ranking the hundred most influential persons in history, which was published in New York in 1978, he writes, "My choice of Muhammad to lead." The list of the world's most influ- influential persons may surprise some readers and may be questioned by others. But he was the only man in history who was supremely successful on both the religious and the secular level. Mm. And then we have, um, you know, uh, we have William 
Montogombre, what who was a professor of Arabic and Islamic studies at the University of uh, Edinburgh. And <clears throat> he says in his book, Muhammad at Makkah, his readiness to undergo persecutions for his beliefs, the high moral character of the man, men who believed in him and looked up to him as leader, and the greatness of his ultimate achievement all argue his fundamental integrity. To suppose Muhammad an imposter raises more problems than it solves. Moreover, none of the great figures of history is so poorly appreciated in the West as Muhammad mm. So this is what we have, and, and, and we've got countless of you know of 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 these quotations. But considering uh, you know the time that we have at hand, um, you know we need to, of course, you know uh, discuss uh, you know other things, and 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 with that comes. Um, you know, we have to take off. Of course, we have to go to our first guest. I think yep. <laughs> that, that's already that, that's what you're pointing to us. Mm -hmm. You know, as as well. Of course, it's it's such a passionate, tall topic. When, whenever we're speaking about um, our beloved prophet, who is, you know, who is uh, closer to us than you know our parents and our children, and we love him dearly, uh, then then these the, the, these passions are there. Of course, with that, we will be going to our first guest. We'll be speaking to Imam uh, Rizwan Khan. Uh, from 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 U USA with his brief introduction. Uh, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Jazakallah, Imam Saab, for joining us uh, and giving us your time. So we're speaking um, on a topic that's you know prevalent and and something that's been discussed often um, you know in media in social media, and that is to do with blasphemy and 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 specifically when we speak of blasphemy in this day and age. It is often, you know, linked to uh, Islam and 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 how Muslims respond. So, with this current issue of uh, you know of a you know a BG, BJP spokesperson in in India making certain uh, derogatory remarks about the Holy Prophet peace be upon him, how do you think one should react um, when you hear such uh, blasphemous remarks? But this was an issue that definitely existed and was very common during the time of the Holy Prophet Muhammad Wasallam, because people would make very derogatory remarks, not only about him, but about his family members as well, with this express purpose of offending him and also undermining him and creating a general dissent against him. Mm -hmm. But the Holy Quran has given only one teaching about this, and it's given it repeatedly, that a person should bear that patiently. Or the Holy Quran, for example, it says, that Allah has already revealed to you in the book that when you hear the signs of Allah being denied and mocked, you know, being made fun of, mm -hmm. then sit not with them until they engage in a talk other than that. Or in that case, you would be like them. Mm -hmm. And also Allah Almighty says in the Holy Quran that bear patiently all that they say and part with them in a decent manner. So this is what the Holy Quran has said in so many places that when you hear people disrespecting, denying, mocking the signs of God Almighty, committing blasphemy, saying these things, then it always gives that teaching of patience. It never gives a teaching that you should respond violently or you should react in this way or anything like that. Mm. So the Holy Quran is very consistent in its teachings and it has not, you know, there's no shortage of places where it's addressed this topic. And so we can, we know from the Holy Quran that it gives a very simple and straightforward teaching on this, which is to not only be patient, but also to respond in the best manner. You know, the Holy Quran also says that that and and uh, bear patiently all that they say and part with them in a decent manner. So the Holy Quran gives the teaching of patience and also responding with the with the preaching of the message of Islam. Mm -hmm. Very 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 interesting. 
Um, you know, coming to the second question, which is, you know, what was the prophet, uh, prophet's own response, uh, you know, to or prophet's practice on blasphemous remarks? So, in the life of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be on him, we see that there were two phases. One was the phase when he was in Mecca, and there he was persecuted. Mm -hmm. Then there was the phase where he was in Medina, where he was also persecuted, but there he was the head of state. And so a lot of people have this misconception that perhaps during the time when he was head of state, that he behaved differently, or the teachings of Islam were different when it comes to um, freedom of religion and these points. But in fact, what we see in the life of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be on him, is those blasphemies that were committed, they were committed while he was in Mecca and in Medina. Mm -hmm. In fact, he would receive reports while he was Medina, in Medina of people um, you know, mocking the signs of God Almighty, making fun of him, undermining him, even spreading rumors about his wives. But even then, this was the same practice that he had during both of those eras. He would bear those things patiently. And then he would tell his um, companions, to respond to those people and to refute their allegations. Mm -hmm. But he never responded with violence or with force or anything like that. It's narrated in Sahih Bukhari that his, he told his court poet that Abu Hassan replied on behalf of Allah's Messenger and mm -hmm. Oh Allah help him with the Holy Spirit. So when people were writing poetry against him, and this was the main means by which people would spread propaganda, mm -hmm. and the poetry would be filled with filth. When people were writing filth, filthy poetry against him, then he asked his court poet, to respond to them and to refute their allegations and to write poetry mm -hmm. but that poetry would always be within the limits of decency so the, to, the response of the Prophet Muhammad wasallam was to refute such allegations and to spread the beautiful teachings of Islam mm -hmm. but never to take action with force unless somebody with their words was doing something that was promoting directly hate speech or violence against innocent people so with, with you know people seeing that there's violent reactions to to these things sometimes, how can we educate or remind people that Islam is actually a non-violent religion? Yes. So you know, um, I think the the best way that we can respond is to simply demonstrate and show the character of the Holy Prophet Muhammad peace be on him. Because one thing that the media likes to focus on are those things that are kind of have a lot of you know that are violent or that um, you know they're, they're extraordinary mm -hmm. but they don't want to focus on the peaceful Muslims who gave a response that's correct and according to the teachings of Islam mm -hmm. so based on that a lot of people are inclined to think that maybe Islam teaches violence because there's such a focus on the very small minority of Muslims who are responding in a violent way but I think there it's our responsibility as Muslims and this is one thing that the Ahmadiyya Muslim community puts a lot of emphasis on to teach people and show people that there's no punishment in Islam for blasphemy Mm -hmm. that the way that we respond is with patience and by explaining the true teachings of Islam by conveying that message of the Holy Quran and removing misunderstandings because at the end of the day whenever these kinds of issues arise there is a discussion that is happening about Islam and the teachings of Islam mm -hmm. there's an interest that people are taking and there it's our responsibility to educate people on that so this is the practice of Islam from the very beginning in the time of the Holy Prophet Muhammad peace be on him we see that when there was persecution that's when Islam was actually spreading because people were talking about it. That was an opportunity to spread. So the Prophet Muhammad, peace be on him, used those opportunities of these negative conversations happening about him to clarify his position. It was only when people boycotted him that he was somewhat troubled that why is nobody taking interest? Why is nobody mm -hmm. taking interest in Islam? So also it is our responsibility to follow in those footsteps. And when people are talking about Islam, even if it's in a negative way, but that's our opportunity 
to give clarifications and to educate people on Islam. Absolutely. And lastly, I mean, how did the blasphemy in India has, you know, impacted the world's views on Islam? You know, this is definitely not something new. You know, the head mm-hmm. of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community has also spoken about how, you know, when there were the different cases of blasphemy that happened in Europe and other places, mm-hmm. you know, the news, it loves to cover that kind of negative co- negative news about Islam. They call it, you know, Islamic terrorism or something like that. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, the, the, the what usually happens when it comes to coverage of the news is that there is no real condemnation of that indecent behavior that happened at first. It's only the reaction by that very small minority of Muslims where the news coverage focuses on that an attempt, whether it's conscious or unconscious, we don't know, but there's a consistent attempt in this way to portray Islam and Muslims in a negative light in this way. So this is something that's definitely not new. It happens, it's happening in Europe before, it's happened in the United States, it's happening in India now. And so there is that somewhat unfortunate um, you know, angle with which the news is covered in this way. Absolutely. And so, you know, th- this is definitely where our responsibility comes in as the Ahmadiyya Muslim community to try and give that counter-narrative, to try and be the voice of that peaceful Muslim majority, mm-hmm. and to try and get the message out to organizations whose profit actually depends on people clicking on sensational news. Mm-hmm. It's not that sensational to say that the majority of Muslims are responding in a peaceful way here, the Ahmadiyya Muslim community is educating people on the true teachings of Islam, and they're explaining that this is how the Quran teaches to respond, and they're responding in that way. And what they get clicks on is when they put a headline, a bunch of Muslims screaming and doing a rally, and maybe somebody cutting someone's head off, and so on and so forth. So because of that sensationalism, because of all these various reasons coming together, there is a lot of negative perception that's spread about Islam whenever these things happen. Mm-hmm. And to an extent, the media is responsible. To an extent, our own appetite for sensational news is responsible. Mm-hmm. But it's just our responsibility as um, Ahmadi Muslims and also as citizens to be searching for the truth and to be conveying the truth to others. Absolutely. Imam Zakallah, thank you so much for giving us your, your, your time and answering our questions. Assalamu alaikum. This was Imam Rizwan from the USA uh, talking about, of course, uh, the reaction, uh, you know, of uh, uh, what our reaction should be or what our response should be when we hear these blasphemous remarks. What was the practice of the Prophet himself, um, you know, when he when he heard about the uh, you know s- such 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 things or when he was mocked at, uh, and 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 also how how should we you know educate and remind people that Islam is actually a non-violent religion. So um, all of these, you know, were discussed in this, uh, you know, short time. But uh, moving forward, you know, talking about um, hate speech or you know freedom of speech, how to actually protect the dignity of our you know beloved prophet. Yeah, I think you know some practical advice would be good here. Um, so when the person whom you know we love so dearly um, is is insulted in the name of freedom of speech. Um, like you know, in this case, um, like sh- how should we respond? You know, a lot of people think that it's or have done. It's like burning flags or you know carrying out some sort of violent demonstrations, mm-hmm. but um, or even issuing fatwas. Um, but what we need to do is we need to look at the logical. Um, we need to logically look at the life of the prophet mm-hmm. um, and seek guidance from his his life and teachings, as, as mentioned by the Imam. 
Um, so it's not a new phenomenon, right? It's it's something that uh, has been around for a long time. Um, it's been throughout. It's found throughout recorded human history. Yes. Um, and the Holy Quran, for example, points out very clearly that all the prophets and messengers of God were persecuted, harmed, abused, and mocked, not only during their lifetime but also after their demise. Mm-hmm. Right. So. It, this is not a new phenomenon and as we said you know we just need to take the example of the prophet to know how to react mm-hmm. and that was with kindness right it's not it's not with violence mm-hmm. it's we I mentioned it earlier we can only control the way we act not the way others do absolutely and I mean you know the when we say that you know uh, there is no punishment of blasphemy in Islam what we're saying is there's no there's there's no human that's been given the authority to pun, pun, punish the other yeah. indi- indi- individual. Um, there that that is not also to say that you know that uh, that an individual who 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 knowingly and intentionally abuses your beloved that you 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 have to become his friend or you have yeah. to have the same sentiments and feeling towards him. That's not the natural response that you know that can come from a Muslim. Mm. And this is what we find from the from from the life of the whole, uh, Promised Messiah, Salatul Wassalam, as well. He he he. There, there was nothing more dearer to him than the honor and respect of the Holy Prophet peace be upon him. And his entire life was spent uh, for that very purpose. We see yeah. from from the writings of Brahim from the writings of Brahim Hamdiya from the uh, from 1880s, which which were reported here in the UK as well, yep. that he's calling people. He's 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 writing to Western philosophers and Western writers to to come and live at Qadian, uh, you know, at his expense and and to experience Islam in 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 its truest true form. form yeah. That that it is a reli- it is a live, living religion. And then when we come to and just just skipping over his life, when we come to the very end, when we got you know the very last book that he wrote, a message of peace, Bikram Sula, that should serve as a beacon of peace for the Indian Muslims. And 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 he goes to an extent, uh, you know, of saying that if you if you you know, if you assure us that you would not abuse the our beloved prophet, you know uh, that that then 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 we're willing to we we're willing to stop eating meat. Hmm. It is not incumbent upon us to eat meat. Yeah. Uh, God, God hasn't. It, it has been allowed for us in Islam. Yeah. But He said we will go to that extent that we will leave beef. We yeah. will not eat it if if you assure us that. And and this shows you and there are you know numerous things as he, he he's mentioned, and you you realize that you know uh, you know since 1908 when the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam passed away. That issue between Muslim and Hindu population in India, it's there, yep. but but it's being used for political reasons, yeah. right? There's been times where they've lived among, you know, people have lived among themselves, whether it was Pal- Palestine or India, we're speaking about, they've lived among themselves in peace yep. and, and 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 harmony. So what is it that 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 instigates people's because they know and and also the Prophet speaks uh, spoke about this once and 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 he said that especially in the frontier region which we refer to as you know the um, the Peshawar and uh, you know those 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 regions yeah. at, at, at the time where intentionally the the Christian missionaries at the time who were in in India would pu- publish certain remarks against the Holy Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam knowing that there would be a reaction. Hmm. From the Muslims, and it will be a violent reaction, and then yeah. they would then point out, see what we were saying that these people are violent. Yeah. So I think the Muslims, of course, they need to be smart, and 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 they need to be educated and know that what the purpose of, you know, some of these cartoonists or some of these agendas are, yeah. is is to point at you and say, look how how these people are. So it's it's our reaction that would that that would truly demonstrate. You know what a true Muslim is, but that is not to say that we uh, become. You know what it is because there was, there was an interesting thing I was seeing online about this individual speaking about mm. it, and 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 he said uh, he said Muslims are intolerant, right? Now listen what? to this, because Muslims are intolerant. But but he goes, I don't mean this in a negative way. 
because if you're intolerant of everything then you stand for not nothing hmm how interesting is that yeah right if you if if you're in to- if if you're tolerant of everything yeah then you stand for not nothing right so so there are certain you know guidelines for uh, and, and 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 the truly uh, come under the uh, you know the the very idea of freedom of speech and free freedom of expression what doesn't come under that is you uh, you know you intentionally uh, you know uh, hurting the feelings someone, yeah. of others and saying what you want and then because we as human beings realize that we can't hide behind these things we know that you know our our certain comments online can lead to someone's suicide yeah. and it has happened right mm-hmm. and we condemn that but and we know that at that time you know your freedom stops somewhere yeah. where you know the other person's you know when other person's lives are in danger so these things you know um people do understand it but but they just get you know hidden behind these agendas and these certain terminologies you know yeah. and and it's uh, it's not right no you, you, you reminded me of a previous episode that um, we did on anger is it ever justified you know you shouldn't we're saying here that you know you shouldn't react violently we're not saying that you know you should be okay with these things like cuz ultimately you know you have your principles you have your love for someone right like it's yeah. it's not something that you should just forget about right mm-hmm. it's, and, and that's not what we're saying what we're trying to say is yes. that it's the way you react you react through the teachings of absolutely. the person that you absolutely. love absolutely absolutely and and that's the thing and you know it's it's so easy to i, I really like that that thing that you said about um, intolerable you know yeah. you, if you tolerate everything then you don't really stand for anything right you exactly. you don't care what any anybody says about anything or what they do about anything mm-hmm. So and this is the type of society we live in now. Yeah. Is 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 it not not the case? I mean, um, pe- pe- people again. Of course, that's that's going to be we're going to be dis- 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 discussing that in the next program mm. when we talk about celebrity culture and it's yeah. you know, um, and of course in in that comes cancel culture. Mm. There are certain people, you know, if for for having certain beliefs, they ca- you know they're basically cancelled. They yeah. can't say what they actually feel, and they they they're forced in a way. So that whole idea of of of, of freedom of expression. It doesn't really exist, does it? Yeah. You know, when you when 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 you know when certain people you know you've seen m- certain people you know supporting um, you know let's say the Palestinian issue or whatever issue, they you know their 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 sponsorships take taken away and yeah. you know so these things are there these these things are out there and and uh, within Islam you know we're told to stand for truth yeah of course done done so in a manner that that of that is of uh, you know of respect, of respect yeah. and you know uh, and that that Integrity, truly depicts yeah. the life of the holy prophet sallallahu yeah. alaihi so i think let's i think we have covered you know what and we have covered many times here uh, what our stance is on 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 free, free freedom of speech and freedom of expression mm-hmm. we know you know fundamentally and you know everybody i think now knows the verse la ikraha fi din there's no compulsion in religion yeah. and you know that that and man sha'a fal yu'min man sha'a fal yakfur that that whoever so wishes to believe believe and whoever so wishes to reject reject because that's not for us because all of us have been given you know different way of thinking and 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 we have to come to a conclusion through our own thought you know through our own understanding and our experiences and that's why we have no right to punish in any way right like Absolutely. because you know it's it's for god we we it's, it's not up to man mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. and and also i i i i was looking looking at this um, you know a certain pod, podcast online about um uh, i think it's it jordan peterson i think a very i think he's an influential speaker yeah. or something like that and he made some certain remarks about the holy prophet peace be upon him being a warlord now now's a bit like god forbid hmm. but since then he's 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 spoken to muslims 
and he, and 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 his his stance. He basically has apologized as well that if, if if he's hurt the sentiments of people. So you know what what is what, what that tells you is that that if you make a true effort, if someone's done something wrong, if your reaction is basically violence, yep. then you're you're basically supporting the narrative that they were they were presenting, right? Yep. That that reached them through certain sources that that this religion or this ideology is violent, yep. and and. And 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 when they make that remark, and then you react in in a in a violent manner, yeah. what are what are you actually portraying? You're playing into the hands, right? Uh, abs- absolutely. <laughs> so so I mean, we have discussed, and you know, the question of what is the punishment of blasphemy categorically, mm-hmm. um, you know, that there's no pun- punishment in Islam or for blasphemy, and we find you know uh, f- every prophet of God, and 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 this this is uh, from the Holy Quran, Allah the Almighty says that we have not sent them a messenger. Um, that you know that uh, that then we sent our messengers one after another every time they they came to a to a people the messenger that they treated him as a liar, right? Noah, Abraham, Lot, Saleh, Shuai, Moses, and Jesus, peace be upon them all, just to name a few, were all mocked and you know blasphemed by their enemies and you know opponents. So you know this is uh, something uh, you know we of course as. Um, you know, believers of Islam, we we ought to uh, we ought to believe, and we, we must believe and respect. Uh, you know, all of the prophets of God. Uh, yeah. You know, that that was sent, and also not just that, but we we find in the Holy Quran a specific verse, which, verse which says to not to abuse, not to abuse the the uh, the the gods of other people, yeah. because then in response they would you know abuse. Uh, you know, Allah the Almighty. No, but it's, it's it's simple logic as well, right? Like if you if you can't if someone's saying something bad about you yeah. and you're saying something bad about somebody else, it's you're the same thing. You're you're doing the exact same thing. So you Absolutely. can't sit there and be like, oh, I can say what I want about mm-hmm. anybody, but no one can say something about Absolutely. what I love. Absolutely. And what I'm saying is this: this thing we're we're prohibited from that, and we're we're, we're rather told to find commonalities. Exactly. And there's a specific verse in the Quran, and, and we have individuals who. Who are not, let's say, believers in Islam as such, right? Mm. They they haven't accepted Islam, but they are they but this they 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 sh- they, they find these commonalities, you know, within mm. the Christian faith as well as the as the Muslim faith. We, we had an ind- individual who 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 came to a, one of our jalsas and he was praying mm. with the with with the, with the Ahmadi Muslims. He didn't have to, mm. right? But he said, it, "It's just you know the, the way prophets prayed, and mm. and the, you know I find it, you know." Uh, comforting, or you know, so so you have these things, and and this is the only way we can build bridges, and mm. you know, come come to an understanding. And I think the beautiful message which uh, the you know the you know the uh, Imam Rizwan spoke about as well, and he, he he mentioned a specific verse that Allah says, you know, when you whenever you face you know mo- mockery and uh, you know s- um, you should respond with patience, right, and also to leave that place, right, it's with peace. Right, you yep. should leave that place. Say peace, and you should leave. Yep. Right, and you should not join that con- con- conversation. So this is uh, this is what we you know what we're um, what, what what we're told to uh, of course follow. But with that, we have to you know considering the time that we have at hand, uh, we'll be going to our next guest. We have on the line Hani Shah from Nairobi, uh, who writes often for the Analyst News. With this brief introduction, Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh, and welcome to the Drive Time Show. Thank you for having me. Zakallah for joining us. So we actually read your article about uh, Miss Marvel. Miss Miss Marvel. How do you um, think the world has taken a Muslim Marvel? Um. Well, first of all, I think the good thing is that it hasn't really been portrayed as something 
that okay this is muslim this mm-hmm. is specifically muslim it's they've kind of normalized it which it didn't seem like that in the beginning if you um if you watch the episodes mm-hmm. at the, in the beginning it seems like it's caricaturized um for example her brother is a very strict kind of muslim and so her father says to him uh please remember to eat uh, you'll pray so much that you'll forget to eat or something like that so it's in the beginning it just seems that just being muslim is a hindrance to um mm-hmm. being a well-rounded member of society mm-hmm. so that's what it seems like maybe in the first episode but then as you go along and you start to watch it you see that okay they have tried to kind of tie in uh like a, a teen being a muslim mm-hmm. and also being a member of american society so they've tried to normalize uh, uh islam really but at the same time and although there was a lot of maybe positive feedback from muslims there's also the question that how muslim can you really be mm-hmm. um how much can really be accepted so she doesn't wear the hijab and there are so many muslim girls in the west who do wear the hijab um, mm-hmm. which it, it's their own choice so does miss marvel you know kamala khan does she really reflect who they are does she understand their struggles mm-hmm. so that's really the question as you as we go forward and uh, this was written this was co-written mm-hmm. by another writer sabish ahmed so it wasn't just me mm-hmm. so yeah okay interesting So uh, how do you think the world would respond to more things like that you know if they, this increased Well I think there's a growing muslim demographic especially in the west and I think because of it's precisely because of discrimination um that many muslim youngsters are even embracing their faith more and more mm-hmm. So there is more religiousness and uh, Islam is the fastest growing religion in the world It's not the biggest but it's the fastest growing and um the median age of Muslims is 23 or under 23 so they have to I think as we see as we go forward um these big corporations like Disney they are trying to maybe cater to this growing population Okay um I mean What do you think then of the you know portrayal of a practicing believer as a you know heroine how do the mainstream fans actually you know view this Um well to be honest there hasn't been like I said she's not she's not ostensibly muslim if you think about it although um, as it goes on so her her best friend she also wears the she wears the hijab and she tells her story about how she wore the hijab of her own conviction um but in general i've seen so the backlash that i've seen has mostly been it's been praise for muslims um and it's been the backlash has just been okay she she doesn't have the same powers that she had in the comic so it's i think being a muslim is becoming normal it's different from maybe 5 years ago or 10 years ago um because of immigration and just globalization i think so i don't think it's really of course there are still challenges but 
I don't think it's like it is in 2003, for example, or after 9-11. So, yeah, I think we can think positively about it. Very interesting. Um, do you want to ask? Last yeah, and so how do you think the Indian government reacted um, in, in Nupur and Sharma's case? Like, what could they have done better to avoid religious tensions? Well, first of all, so when they did react, it was after a global condemnation. Hmm. So they didn't react straight away. They reacted when maybe three Muslim countries summoned Indian ambassadors to demand an apology um, when so much of the Muslim world condemned them. Um, and the reaction was that, no, this is not our view, this is just the individual view of um, Nupur Sharma. Mm -hmm. And we, we respect all religions and ideologies. But the thing is, if you just look at the stance of the Modi government, mm -hmm. they're not exactly tolerant of Muslims. So, if you look at, for example, the demolitions of Muslims' homes, if you look at the fact that just earlier this month, maybe uh, quite a large group of Muslim girls went mm -hmm. to school with a hijab and they were sent home. So, I think it just speaks to the fact that it's just, it's part of how they've been going forward. Um, it's not just about, okay, in India there are laws. They're not exactly blasphemy laws, but they're laws about maybe to curb unfettered free speech, mm -hmm. which it's like the unspoken laws of civilized discourse, okay? Mm -hmm. Like political correctness. There are just things you don't say to cause conflict. Mm -hmm. So those laws are that you don't want to say something to hurt someone else's religious sentiment, um, which is quite different from maybe the Pakistani blasphemy laws, which criminalize um, using... Um, trying mm -hmm. to profess your religion in a certain way. Mm -hmm. But um, they're there on paper, but they're not there on practice. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just um, <coughs> Modi is just doing... And also, I mean, the reaction of from the, you know, the, the Indian government, let, let's say, of, of, of uh, removing her, you know, from, from, from her being... You know, their spokesperson actually came after the backlash from, uh, you know, various Muslim countries, and this is what we see, uh, you know, around the world that, that uh, you know, such such, uh, you know, ac actions are only taken, or, or you know, such steps are only taken once there is a backlash. So there, there, there's no, there's no such thing as a moral responsibility before that. It's always after, you know, a backlash or, you know, some sort of a response because we've seen the treatment of Muslims, uh, you know, for some time in in India now. Um, and uh, yeah. you know, so, so what 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 would you say on that? Well, you see, that's the thing. If there's no backlash, then you would have to apologize. But when there is a backlash, mm -hmm. then that kind of rationalizes your position. Mm -hmm. So that can that cancels out any kind of apology, or um, you know, you feel sorry for what's happened. That, mm -hmm. Okay, this was wrong. Because you can say, okay, so see, this is this is right. You know, Muslims are like this. Um, the Prophet was like this, mm. and it's not it's not that we support. It's not that you should support, you know, blasphemy laws. But at the same time, um, it's recognised that 
you can't have there's always a limit to free speech mm-hmm. and that's true like if you just look in the uk so just recently so this political commentator lawrence fox so he tweeted a the lgbt flag mm-hmm. it was in the shape of a swastika so mm-hmm. he was banned and he and he was trying to say that um although what he did was maybe insensitive but he was trying to say that um the way some people, a large part of the LGBT movement behaves is very authoritarian, so you can't mm-hmm. take anything to criticize them, mm-hmm. okay? And he was banned, and then he came back, but um, that's, that's exactly what it's about, really. It's, mm-hmm. there's, the right is maybe too provocative, mm-hmm. it's too insensitive, and then, you know, the left, it's just, it just cancels everything, you mm-hmm. can't Absolutely. say anything against them. So you know there's it's not we can't, you can't just say okay this is just muslims or people in the east behaving like that everyone has certain sentiments and mm-hmm. there's a way of you know tolerating those things so if you don't you don't support lgbt you don't have to cause conflict mm-hmm. if you're not a certain religion you don't have to like no Sharmer is not an idiot she knows what she was doing she knows what she was saying she knows the state of mm-hmm. um her country she knows um the intolerance that muslims are facing every day Mm -hmm. Um, and she knows the government's position on that so when you're fanning the flames of a fire i think you should be um you should be castigated actually for causing conflict for causing disorder and disruption very interesting. I mean, I would lo- love to speak to you for much longer. And, you know, of course, your all of the points you made there were, you know, valid and, and of course, spawned there. Uh, but unfortunately, t- the time's gotten the better of us. And hopefully in future, we'll, we'll have you back on. So, Jazakallah. Thank, thank you so much. Okay, Jazakallah. Thank you so much. Assalamu <laughs> Blasphemy, uh, the Muslim's response, uh, is the topic that we're currently discussing. And in it came the Miss Marvel. Uh, and, and 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 the portrayal of a, you know, of a Muslim girl, and whether you agree with that or whether you don't agree with that, oh, do you have anything to say on? Uh, you know, it made blasphemy me. It made court. me think of. Um, sorry, the point about Miss Marvel. Um, I just recently saw an advert for the National Lottery. Okay. Okay, and the main person that the uh, advert is uh, focused around is Mo, and um, like. A Muslim person who they you know, we we don't gamble, <laughs> so I thought that that was quite interesting mm-hmm. um, for me personally because I was just like, okay, mm-hmm. is there an understanding of of, of that, or mm-hmm. is it tokenism? You know, where it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, we're just trying to be inclusive of everybody, so let's just stick someone with a hijab in mm-hmm. there, or someone who's got a brown face and, and has a name of Mo. Mm-hmm. So true, yeah, it's, it just made me think of that. Okay, so there, there, there is co- one question that we haven't discussed, and, and that is, um, what of those? I mean, you know, we speak about how should we respond, and we've spoken about educating. We've we've spoken about putting our examples in front of people, being a being that practicing Muslims, uh, Muslim that you know uh, that truly depicts the you know the the, the life and yep. the teachings of the Holy Prophet peace be upon him. But then, what of those um, you know who insult uh, and and mock and ridicule? Uh, someone that we love daily uh, on purpose and and knowing what the response from certain people are going to, going to be and, and and sort of considers it their right to do so to 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 as I said to instigate 
the ignorant Muslim population. What should be our response towards them while, you know, that's that's true that, you know, of course, we reject any and every type of uh, violence. Yet we can never, you know, sit here and say that we'll be in, we'll be in love with these people or we'll be, we'll be, we'll be friends with such people. Um, so and, and this is some something that, uh, you know, that's been, you know, uh, explained to us by the promised Messiah peace be upon him as, yeah. as, as, as I was alluding to earlier someone who was you know truly defender of Islam and 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 the Holy Prophet peace, peace be upon him so his holiness the current Caliph uh, Khalifa of the promised Messiah peace be upon him in his Friday sermon sermon on the 21st of September 2012 he was speaking about this topic this is what I think this was related to the cartoons at the time yeah and he, he said basically the true love for the Holy Prophet peace be upon him uh, he, basically, he was speaking about the true love for the Holy Prophet Sallallahu He said, hmm. the perception that the promised Messiah, peace be upon him, gave us is thus. He wrote, Muslims are those people who give their lives for the honor of their noble prophet. Peace, be, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Death is their preference to the honor. To the dishonor is generally reconciling with such people and becoming their friends. And whose task is to day and night verbally abuse the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, and cite his name extremely insultingly in the magazine, books and advertisements, and mention him in utterly degrading words. Remember, such individuals, this point is saying, remember, such individuals are not, are also not the well-wishers of their own people, because they create impediments in their way. I say most truthfully, that it is possible that we may reconcile with wild snakes and wild beasts. He says, I say most truthfully that it is possible that we may reconcile with wild snakes and wild beasts, but we cannot reconcile with those people who do not desist from insulting the honor of God's holy prophets. And here, he's, he hasn't just specified the holy prophet. He said, the honor of God's holy prophets. This includes all of the prophets of Allah, yeah. Allah, Allah the Almighty. They think that there is a triumph in abusive language and vulgarity, but each triumph comes from he- from the heavens. Though the blessing of their pure discourse, those with pure speech ultimately win hearts and minds, whereas those of wicked nature have no other skill other than creating discord and conflict in the land in a disorderly way. Experience also bears witness that the ending of such offensive people is not good. The sense of honor of God ultimately comes to pass for his beloveds. So so what it's basically saying mm. is that, you know, just to summarize it, yeah. is the response of a Muslim would ne- ne- never never be violent. Yeah. Yet it that that Muslim would can never be friends with such people. Right? Yeah. Um, who, you know, who who knowingly abuse and 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 rebuke the holy, you know, holy, the the holy personage, the 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 the, the holy prof- prophets of God, and and also that such people can never, uh, you know, can never be successful, and they'll they'll be all they will always be a means of creating discord and conflict in society. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like alludes to that point. You know how they say that um, if someone talks bad about mm-hmm. someone to you. You know they're talking about you to someone else, mm-hmm. right? and, and it's that kind of concept of like, you know, just because they're saying um, these things, they, it doesn't mean that they're good to their own people. It's it's that they're doing that just across the board, mm-hmm. and that's just not someone you want to associate with, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And also, you know, just just speaking about that specific incident of of uh, Nurpur Sharma's comments, 
um, of course they should be condemned uh, yet I think those who, those who have seen the entire video will know that you know the the issue of um, you know um, what the actual issue is right there, there I think there's a mosque in, in India mm. where uh, you know they're they're found uh, what they refer to as shivling right mm. where, where they worship that and you know and they're, they're, I think there is various tests going on and stuff like that so the Muslims on the TV were referring to it as a fountain mm. which 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 kind of you know made the the Hindu population very angry that you're referring to something that we you know uh, you know worship or take as God let, let's say mm. um, so and 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 that individual maybe have you know re 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 repeated it you know Whereas he should have respected it and 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 refrained from doing yeah. so, right? Um, and and that basically instigated that that whole thing. And I think this is where we need to, as, as I said, as I was saying this earlier, draw a line that we need to respect. Although we don't, as, as and and we don't say this that just because people disagree with us, they they disrespect us. No, yeah, you, you know, they have every right to, you know, they have every right to dis dis disagree with us and and ask questions and present them in in the manner that they do so. And similarly, you know, for most Muslims as well, for us, if we dis you know, we have every right to we have every right to dis disagree with them. We yeah. don't believe in, you know, uh, more more than one God. Mm. But that that is not to say that we do it in in a manner that's insulting to others, that we mock or ridicule. Yeah. Uh, so I think this is where we also have to take responsibility, you know, as individuals. Um, but coming to, of course, we've only got five minutes left, and um, we're coming to the end of the program. Uh, just we just need to, you know, um, now just end ba basically we've, we've covered so far we've you know we've spoken to you know Imam Rizwan who, who who highlighted and the you know the importance of how a Muslim should respond well what would your last words be I mean those who are listening in um, those who you know those just associate blasphemy with Islam and you know the reactions that they see on on on, on media what would you say to those people yeah I think if, if, if there's one thing that you should take away from this discussion it's that um what you see as reaction, violent reaction, it's it's not uh, representative of all Muslims. Uh, that's the first thing. Um, and then the second is, you know, Islam itself teaches you how to react to things and to control yourself and to, you know, be patient. And with that, you know, it can always, if you're in that, uh, you know, if you're in that um, situation where you're hearing something or someone saying something, you know, be patient. Uh, there's no need to react with any violence. And, you know, remember the, the Prophet's teachings and, and that will guide you. Absolutely. So, yeah, that's f for me, that's the one thing to, to take away. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you know, speaking about, um, you know, the Holy Prophet Sallallahu example, um, you know, we do have it, and you know, we do have an audio that we want to play um, for for our listeners, and this depicts, you know, his 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 mercy and 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 his love for mankind. Assalamu alaikum, um, Hazur. My name is Rahman Sajid, um, and I'm from Northern Virginia Jamaat. Hazur, my question is, why did the Holy Prophet Sallallahu say no to the angel that? He could throw this mountain over the people of Tev, how cruelly they treated him. Why the Holy Prophet replied to those people that, wait, I hope if the, these people do not accept me, the progeny of these people will accept me. And that was his mercy, 
because Allah Ta'ala says in the Holy Quran, He is a mercy for the whole of the mankind. Our, those people who are against Islam say that Islam is a cruel religion. But this shows that even those who brutally treated him and injured him, and uh, even then, he did not try to take revenge. So, that shows how merciful he was. So, the second thing is that he said to the angels that you wait. If these people do not accept me, their progeny, their will accept me. And this was a prophecy also. And that came true. And uh, after Fatah Makkah, the victory of Makkah, those people accepted Islam. Now you can see these people are, the progeny of those people is Muslim. So that was the purpose of not destroying those people. Right? Okay. This was His Holiness, the current uh, Caliph of the Amdiya Muslim community, beautifully explaining uh, the mercy and the love that the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, had for mankind. Um, and, and in today's show, I mean, we have discussed how we can remove misconceptions against Islam and, uh, you know, and, and the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. What, what can we do to enlighten people, people with regards to Islam and the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, and how we should react to such you know, blasphemous remarks as an Ahmadi Muslim? We should you know, remember the teachings of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him, and the Promised Messiah, alayhi salatu wassalam, and you know, fight with, with the power of prayers and 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 truly uh, with 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 changing our own selves you know the 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 examples the the example of oneself uh, rather than being you know rude and you know mis- misbehaving and and replying in the same manner as you know uh, as uh, these people you know uh, you know try to uh, in- instigate uh, us us to do so so with that um, you know we've we've come to the end of the program just like you we have learned a lot as well yeah. um, and of course this this serves as a reminder for us to always inculcate the habit of uh, inculcate the habits and the practice of the holy prophet peace be upon him the alive the one who is eternally living Allah is he beside whom there is no God, the living, the self-subsisting, and all-sustaining. La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. You're listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of Allah, the gracious, the merciful, we are back with the second hour of the Drive Time Show today at Voice of Islam. In the first hour, we discussed blasphemy and the response and the right response of a Muslim. Uh, if you haven't listened to that or you were late to the show you're more than welcome to go back and listen to the recording um, the next topic that we're discussing now is celebrity culture toxic and dangerous um, 
I have uh, with myself, uh, my my, bro- my brother. We you know who was there for the first hour. Yeah. I mean, starting with this, this this celebrity culture. I think I I, I want to come to you and and yeah. and you know, hear you what you what what you have to say. Do you do, you, yeah. What, what sort of an impact do you know does celebrities have in today in today's day and age? Yeah, uh thanks. I'm the thing is for me um this is a great topic, right? Mm-hmm. Cuz celebrity culture is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um social media has given us access to social media on another level. Mm-hmm. We basically can be updated about their every minute of their lives. Mm-hmm. Um and it's everywhere and, and as much as people can say oh it doesn't impact me you know or I stay away from it and mm-hmm. there is always going to be some sort of impact whether subconsciously or consciously mm-hmm. there will be that impact and you know i think that um it's toxic <laughs> in my opinion okay, i want okay. to go out there and yes, say that course. it's it's toxic because for me i think that especially um at a young age you can be uh, you can see people with these lavish lifestyles that in reality if you saw behind the scenes they probably borrowed that car from someone mm-hmm. or they've you know just turned up out of this this um pictures where i've seen that um influencers have pretended to be on holiday but they actually did all of the shooting in IKEA oh, literally wow. they went to IKEA and like made it out to be a hotel room took a picture and said oh i'm in this like oh, wow. lavish location so mm-hmm. it's like this this lifestyle for me i think that it's toxic because it's one it's is based on it's misinformation it's yeah fake, right? and it's fake and um it will definitely impact you mm-hmm. what are your thoughts i mean of course um i i i i i agree with you from of course um from that perspective as well as the religious perspective because as a muslim you know where we we're, we're only obedient to one Yeah. create with you know one being that is our creator you know solely and 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 the way this uh, you know whether celebrity culture nowadays you refer to as influencers uh, peop it's basically you know um, you know to to a certain extent that they these 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 influencers have become their god right they in they instruct in subliminal way yeah. and and people act right they're getting paid you know hundreds of thousands of pounds for 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 posting something that they may not even agree with or or right? have used there's been yes, situations where certain absolutely. celebrities haven't used this certain, certain product, product but but they are yeah. but just just for more money they're doing doing I it. think I think yeah so it'll be seen investigation where like literally without even um having to haven't even tried it they were like yeah we'll post this on here and mm-hmm. the the sales will increase like absolutely. not even knowing what's mm-hmm. in that product or anything yeah exactly and 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 we're seeing companies you know actually using that on an you know on a next level now yeah. Um, verse 39 of uh sorry th- chapter 39 verse 4 of the holy quran states remember it is to allah alone that sincere obedience is due yeah and i think this is what we need to consider uh in our minds uh you know always because um you're either obedient to allah you're either obedient to your creator or you're obedient to all these different things right yeah. which 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 are a cause of anxiety and you're never at rest and you're never never at peace and you know we live in a time as as you as you mentioned where you know it's this cult this celebrity culture uh is constantly on the rise you know you have celebrities you know everywhere um you know and uh, you know th- you know specifically that individual that that you're following um you know w- will you consider to be perfect mm-hmm. may have an opinion that 
it's not even real yeah. right or, or 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 it's not res- it's not researched or it isn't backed by any research but yeah. they, they you know they have said certain things and there's been countless examples of that we've seen during covid times as well yeah. um sorry just quickly going back to the verse you know um mm-hmm. saying that Allah alone is is who you should be obedient to i think that this this is a problem uh, in society at the moment is mm-hmm. that they are worshiping like celebrities there is that level of worship that whatever mm-hmm. is said is blindly felt mm-hmm. like followed and i think that what's great here about islam's teaching is that you know it's it's god that you should only obey mm-hmm. and the reason is is because you know um that's the truth you know allah is the all knowing uh, and mm-hmm. and you know it's if you start to like follow and worship these people they i think they can make you feel very negative about yourself and i think we're going to go into that a bit later about mm-hmm. how it can create a toxic culture because mm. it starts to make you um feel different about yourself yes. and some some actually uh, great things i've seen online recently is about um uh, self esteem i think um what islam gives me personally and this is a personal um, reason why I, i don't feel it impacts me the way it could because i actually work in social media and marketing mm-hmm. um is that islam gives you uh, fundamental principles that help you understand who you are if you don't know who you are then you you can be influenced by all of these different mm. things and that's what i think islam gives me that it makes me self like it increases my self esteem because i know who i am i don't mm. drink i don't gamble like i know these things about myself mm-hmm. and it helps me not be influenced by these celebrities who literally can impact you know especially someone and that's you know when you're young you don't want to you're a lot more impressionable you don't mm. know who you are you're trying to figure that out and i think that that's the beauty of islam that it gives you that uh, identity it goes back to the saying of tol- being tolerable of everything yeah. right? i think that's going to stay with us because that was such a such a powerful statement by that person that you know although that that being intolerable is is it, it has a negative connotation but you realize that if if you if you're you know tolerable of everything then you stand for nothing and 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 i think this is something that that we have that you know as you know as 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 a matter of principle and as fund fundamentals we know that there are certain things that are permissible and there are certain things that mm. are not that are not permissible let's say alcohol we know mm. you know what what the outcome of you know uh you know is and, and and we've done countless programs here the amount of death it causes and you know um you know family issues and all health issues and uh, you know and all of these things <coughs> So you know now you know we were speaking about sincere obedience. Of course, <coughs> we are told in the Holy Quran also to be obedient to those who are above you, mm. right? Um, this sincere uh, obedience that's been shown here, this this is a particular uh, you know obedience. And and when the obedience of God comes, then every other obedience is out of the picture. Yeah, that 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 is that is what is being s- said. And in that in that type of obedience, which 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 equates to as you were saying. worshiping hmm. right which 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 you have to follow you know no human ha- can equal that yeah right so that's the point that's being uh, men- mentioned here but you know as we're speaking about you know it being a toxic culture hmm. um you know it's something that's you know is ever increasing you know we sp- we spoke about you know it having a powerful impact on an individual's life you know it is dangerous especially as you said on 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 a younger generation at mm. you know they they can be easily you know influenced um you know their beliefs their interests their behaviors you know and image and appearance and you know this whole idea of flooding youngsters with all all types of information and then for them to decide mm. you know what what they want to be they can never decide yeah. you know that 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 vulnerable mind you know you you want to distort their mind it needs some sort of direction 
you know it needs some sort of um, you know help you know at, at that young age and 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 do you, do you agree with this point of you know that you know often people say that that at you know especially that point that you should let children decide what they want and everything mm-hmm. like that that from a young generation you know I've seen you know, especially you know a son it, it's, it is more likely uh, for the for the son of a footballer to become a fo- footballer mm. because of not just because of the links that he has of course that that aspect is there but because of because of he's been there done, done it he can show and guide him mm. and, and 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 he can practice with 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 his father from a very young age um would you do, do, do you agree with this point that uh, that we should leave you know young young individuals kids and with with, uh, with you know this flood of information and let them decide for themselves what they want to be who they want to be and what they want to do yeah okay so where would you draw the line so for me like yes it's good that they have access to information and they see the different things that's that's for sure right they should have that mm-hmm. but for me i think that um you can't force force a child to do a certain way mm-hmm. i think Absolutely. the best way and you know what i'm trying um myself is by being the person that i want mm-hmm. my child to be right and that is the best way for me because if you live it we what you'll understand is kids you can tell them do this do mm. that they'll never do that mm. but if they see you doing something they will copy you they imitate I, imitate, they imitate the lesson, right? yeah, absolutely so i think that that's where it's important that like if you live by those values and and it comes back to um you know the principles that islam gives you that if you understand them if you educate yourself and you and you live by them absolutely that will automatically translate and i think mm. that that's where um you can draw the line i think this is where moderation comes into play yeah. right and 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 balance and this is where you know where we say that that this um where you know um in the holy quran allah taala refers to us as an ummah that is balanced that's yeah. moderate right we have an example of from the life of the holy prophet peace be upon him companions asking to divorcing their wives and going to mountains and just staying there you know li- living in celibacy and just yeah. praying to god and he said no that's not the way um then we we have an example of a woman just she she she's basically falling asleep but she she's trying to hold on this this, this rope and uh, and the holy prophet said this is not the way yeah. right um and then he he used to fast and and, and the, he, there was a companion you know who 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 would say we, we always want to fast we just want to in this you know live in this state of fasting he said no yeah. you know you fast sometimes and you you eat sometimes so and and we see this moderation in the life of, of the prophet he married right he had children in every aspect of life right we and allah allah almighty commands us to look at his life being the perfect of examples mm. and it's just it's, it's just it's just not the matter of saying but as i was men- mentioning before um you know certain quotations that we read about philosophers and individuals and researchers that have studied the li- life of the prophet and they've come to that conclusion uh, themselves um now yep. the form of idealism you know of other humans has been you know talked about in in the holy quran as well In chapter 7 and verse 95 Allah Almighty says surely those whom you call on beside Allah are mere servants like you then call on them and let them answer you if you are truthful have their feet where wherewith they walk or have their hands wherewith they hold or or have their eyes wherewith they see or have or have their ears wherewith they hear say call upon the partners you associate with God then con- then contrive ye o against me and give me no time truly my protector is allah who revealed the book and he protects the righteous 
um, you know, social media, as we know, has changed the world. You know, yeah. um, there are positives, but as well, there are so many negatives as well. You know, <clears throat> people have created their businesses and, and you know, their, their whole lives have changed, um, you know, just because of, you know, the access I had to social media, the access that they had to people. Um, now, and, and you men mentioned this, and, and also I think one thing we need to mention is that goodness, wherever we see, we should appreciate it. Yep. And, 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 and good work that's been done by certain celebrities encouraging others to do so, yep. it should be, you know, appreciated and it should be backed. But, you know, in today's day and age, uh, you know, we sp people spend, you know, countless hours, um, you know, just scrolling through social media and, 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 and seeing people, uh, you know, that they ad admire or mm -hmm. idealize. And as I was mentioning, and, and then for them to, uh, um, you know, promote things that they don't practice themselves is disingenuous yeah. right it's uh, it's it's not genuine and it's 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 fake and it's something that's something to look out for and especially for the younger gen generation how do they feel to that yeah. us yes we can and you know uh, we're, we're at an age we can evaluate these things but for our youngsters it is it's very difficult Definitely. at that age and yeah it's just um i think like you said right like there's there's positives and negatives everything we shouldn't just focus on negatives but i think in this in this case it's very easy for um, the manipulation of information and mm -hmm. you know social media is designed like the algorithms they they want you to stay on the platform right mm -hmm. so whatever the social media platform they want you to stay on there um, so that they can serve you ads and help mm -hmm. you like generate more money right ultimately that's the purpose of a business mm -hmm. so with them be with you being on there and you liking a certain thing you will start to get more and more of that same thing mm. and i think that that's <coughs> where it's it's important to really uh, evaluate what you're consuming yes. and it's um it's so easy to think that it's not impacting you but it it subliminally does it does it, it does of you, course you know just hearing a song for example that plays three times in a row when you're scrolling down a feed mm. that song can be stuck in your head for days <laughs> and, yeah. you, and you wouldn't have even like noticed it or mm. anything but it happens and I think that we need to be more aware of it absolutely so with that we're going to our first guest we have on the line Sharon Cohen uh, who is a senior lecturer in psychology at the University of Salford with that brief introduction Assalamu Alaikum may peace and blessings of God be upon you and welcome to the Drive Time Show Alaikum salam. Good thank evening. You, thank you so much for join, joining us. Um, getting to the question straight, I mean, do you think that celebrity culture has consumed society by influencing you know, individuals to yearn for the lives that they portray? Mm, that's a very interesting question that has been addressed by scholars at many different levels. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you three levels mm -hmm. and explain what we know. Okay. So at an individual level, mm -hmm. so it's us as individual listeners and, uh, you know, users of media. We have research, for example, in the area of body image that shows that we do engage in something called social comparison, which means that we use celebrities and models and people that we see in the media as the standards against which we are comparing ourselves and that can certainly uh, create discontent mm -hmm. if you want uh, with our own 
body image or with our own way of being mm -hmm. and there is also literature on modeling especially when it comes to violence and violent content mm -hmm. um, and that means that we when we observe certain actions in the media we are likely to try and repeat those actions if we see that these actions are rewarded in the in the media uh, for example for you know violent act uh, resulting mm -hmm. in victory or success and stuff like that so that's the individual level and there is suggestion that there is some form of influence there although it's not as strong as we often imagine it to be uh, then the second level is within our culture a cultural level and there is something called the cultivation theory there mm -hmm. that tells us that media provide us with a particular view of the world and this view is the result of the collection of content that we see in the media mm -hmm. so for example we can imagine the worldview that we can get by a culture that celebrates uh, individuals for being celebrity, for being famous, and that becomes uh, kind of the the standard mm -hmm. view that we have of the entire world. And of course, that also can inform our view of the world. But the studies show that that has a very small influence mm -hmm. at an individual level. So that means that only about 1% of the different ways in which we behave can, we, can be explained by this particular theoretical approach. The third uh, level that I think we discussed in our uh, earlier interactions is the intercultural level. Mm -hmm. So here we're talking about how people who don't belong to a celebrity culture a culture in which we see celebrities as semi-gods basically or special people that we need to aspire to be as um, see are exposed to these messages and need to to kind of understand the role of this new culture this new element in their own life and understanding of their own role in society. Now, there isn't much work uh, in academia about intercultural elements when it comes to celebrity culture. However, we can draw on something that is called uh, acculturation theory in social psychology and in social psychology we see how uh, when we come into contact with different cultures for example we move to a new country we have a series of options that we can um, 
work with. Uh, we can either uh, incorporate the new culture or we can in maintain our old traditions. Mm -hmm. Now, the combination of these options leads to four different acculturation styles that we call them acculturation styles. So in one case, we can take elements from both cultures. So for example, we can take elements of the celebrity culture that we see in the media, but also integrate it with elements of our own culture of origin. I think it's quite clear that I'm Italian, for example, as uh, uh, due to my accent. So I can use my Italian roots and my understanding mm -hmm. of my own culture in combination with the celebrity culture, for example. Mm -hmm and take from each what I think is best for me, for my development, and for the society I live in. That's called integration. I can assimilate, so I can abandon my original culture and just take on this celebrity culture, for example. Uh, I can reject both. And here we're talking about individuation. So I reject, I don't belong to any culture whatsoever. I do my own thing. Or I can maintain my old identity and reject the new culture. In that case, we're talking about segregation. So I reject completely, I live outside the celebrity culture want to know and want to learn anything about celebrities. I just want to stick to my old views. So this is what I think we can learn from the literature. <coughs> right, so like, especially for like the younger generation, how can we like teach ourselves to, to not get immersed into a culture <coughs> that's very different to our own lives? Well, my first question to you would be, why would you want that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, because, you know, I said it earlier, but, like, um, I think that it can be quite toxic. It can be stuff that is uh, not correct information. It can make me feel worse about myself. So, like, what what is it that I could teach myself, like, especially because younger people are more impressionable. Um, how can we teach ourselves to, to not get immersed or just get like consumed in it right I think how do, how do yeah. we keep that balance yes I think you you said the magic word there it's about balance because I do agree completely that there are very very toxic elements in the celebrity culture, for example, like the fact that people become famous for being famous. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't quite understand why they are celebrities, but they are for some reason. So mm -hmm. I think the trick there is to find and arm yourself with knowledge. Arm yourself with the, the 
aspects of mm-hmm. a celebrity culture. And what are the bad aspects of the mm, celebrity culture? What does your culture of origin give you that is unique? And what makes you feel good with yourself and with who you are and the contribution that you can give to your society? So once you are solid in those core kind of values, you can interact with an open mind Mm -hmm. with cultures that are different from yours. Mm, Absolutely. And be able to learn from them (laughs) things that align with your core values. Absolutely. And lastly, the... um, are there any benefits of having this particular culture at the forefront? Benefits of celebrity culture per se, I, I think it's it's a way. I, I was thinking about it. I <laughs> think it's a way to celebrate being mm-hmm. human in a way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the sense that you know, but. Especially nowadays, if you see it's uh, with the emergence of uh, reality TV shows and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the average celebrities, you, c- you can see that you don't really need to be extraordinary mm-hmm. to achieve uh, certain things. Mm-hmm. Uh, or certain goals so in a way that that can be uh, a positive another positive is that celebrities who uh, are engaged in social issues see what happened with the school meals um, you know or other bonus activities etc etc so celebrities are able to push forward narratives uh, or causes that are very important for a society, but they are somehow ignored by uh, the political uh, powers to be. So, examples, school meal examples, um, even the the diver- diversity, the Me Too movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, or other uh, social causes that have been kind of ignored or not resolved, Greta Thunberg and the climate change um, mm-hmm. uh, debate or or campaign, etc. So Absolutely. celebrities in that sense are very good echo chambers for these uh campaigns that otherwise wouldn't receive the coverage they do. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Thank you so much uh, You're welcome. for joining us and giving us your, your answers and your insight into this important subject. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Take Good care. evening. Assalamualaikum. 020-687-7878 is the number to call. We're discussing celebrity culture and its effects is whether it's toxic and dangerous or whether uh, there are any such benefits of it um i mean interesting there i mean there's so much to learn um you know we've we've covered uh you know 
what impact you know this uh, you know celebrity culture can have on on a young generation and 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 how uh, you know one needs to be careful of course yeah definitely like so what what effects does this culture have on on a younger generation and you know we can look to Quran in uh, in chapter 16 verse 126 like call unto the way of thy lord with wisdom and goodly exhortation mm-hmm. and argue with them in a way that is best so you know it's teaching you to not like get consumed in that and mm-hmm. and to like for better or for worse celebrities have a powerful impact mm-hmm. on how teens view themselves right and how they see the world it's it's they can influence them to buy they can influence them to um create a video themselves um you know post something they they have a lot of influence mm-hmm. and in fact it's it's easy to under, underestimate how much Absolutely. celebrities influence teenage attitudes and behavior um the culture is, is can be seen to have taken over the the minds of children um and it can be often detrimental to a teen's mental health um and and so therefore they need they need guidance in, on mm. how to interpret um celebrity influence right absolutely and to be able to judge i mean um i think not take everything that at its face value right i mean we have a hadith of the holy prophet peace be upon him where he says hadith being a tradition um where 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 he's you know is is where, where where the holy prophet peace be upon him said that the word of wisdom is the lost property of the believer wherever he finds it he's most deserving of it mm. so i think in in today's society um what we see is uh, not what what's being said but rather who's saying it rather right yeah. whereas what we're taught is what's being said yeah right and 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 to judge and determine whether what's being said is right or not right and um whether it sets well with the with the values uh you know uh, that we have but we do have a lot to discuss and we'll be going to our next guest on the line we have Julie Romanovsky who is early childhood consultant and parenting coach assalamu alaikum may peace and blessings of god be upon you and welcome to the drive time show hello thank you for having me thank you so much for joining us um we're discussing uh, a very important topic of course um we're discussing celebrity culture toxic and dangerous um mm-hmm. so what we wanted to ask you is um whether the impact of celebrity culture is quite negative on the younger minds uh i think it can be uh it depends how we look at it i think there's both Mm-hmm. So definitely there's a lot of positive as well as the negative. Mm-hmm. It depends who it is, what that person represents, mm-hmm. how they express themselves. And so can it have a negative impact? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's the entire celebrity culture. Okay, very good. Um so speaking of the positives or advantages, um I mean what are they? Uh, does the culture have any positives or advantages that you can allude to? Absolutely. I think for for me anyway, seeing celebrities out there again certain ones, not all, <laughs> that give us this um hope that you can be whatever you want. You know, whether it's in the path of education or entertainment or whatever it is, but it's this stand up for yourself, believe in yourself. You can do it. 
and and fight for what you believe in or what you want to have happen in your life and really becoming sort of an advocate for yourself. Mm-hmm. So I really do like that part and I think that is positive. And if I can even add to the celebrity culture, including some sports celebrities, you know, those those famous people in our mm-hmm. uh, in many Absolutely. of our sports, same thing. Where they, a lot of them will say, I worked hard in my mm-hmm. life for a long period of time. This didn't just happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of even the singers and actors and actresses where they're like, we've been doing this for decades mm-hmm. um, and we've applied ourselves and there's been ups and downs. So sort of talking about not only advocating for yourself, believing in yourself, but also that here's the journey. And we've seen lots of biographies and documentaries on certain key people, and we see the ups and downs of life that they've been through, the Mm -hmm. challenges, how they've overcome them. Mm -hmm. So I think by uh, exposing children and teens to that story or that angle of it Mm -hmm. really opens and expands their perspective, their minds, their world to say, oh yeah, it's not just me and my little town or village or with my family, but hey, I can, I can go anywhere in the world. I could do anything I dream of. So I do really love that part of it, and I think it can have a very positive impact. Definitely, I think I think you know that aspirational part of it is is really uh, you know an advantage. Um, moving on from that, though, um, how harmful can like th- this obsession, this ce- celebrity obsession, can that be on children? Um, could you talk more about that? Sure. Yeah. Um, I don't like the word obsession <laughs> for, <laughs> for towards anything <laughs> yep. because um, it, it to me it means all consuming. Yeah. And so when we think about children and teens uh, sort of in the celebrity obsession, it tells me that they're consumed by it. And that's concerning. Uh, as parents, we want to be sort of looking at our child's life and how we're raising them in a, in a whole sense. What will help them develop physically, mentally, psychologically, spiritually, and sort of making them well-rounded as much as possible, of course, or in, the, in providing opportunities. So when, when a child zeroed in on the celebrity obsession or, or culture, maybe it's a f- several people, maybe it's just one in particular, mm-hmm. um, to me that just feels like they're stuck in it and, and there isn't this um, connection to somebody or inspiration, motivation to get out of that and, and put all that energy and effort into their own lives. So it's de- it can definitely be harmful um, in that respect. And then another side of that, too, is a lot of children and teens will act or want to act like that ce- uh, celebrity. Mm-hmm. So they'll try and look the same, dress the same, have the same hairstyle, clothes, that type of thing. And if this is a celebrity that's leading a bit of a toxic or negative lifestyle, that's mm-hmm. very concerning. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't think a lot of children and teens understand the concept of celebrity. I mean, I barely do. <laughs> so, uh, what exactly like to define it is is so difficult. Mm-hmm. I find, but I would want as a parent, if you have a child that is obsessed with one or certain people, and you're thinking, I'm a little bit concerned. It's a little bit too much. Um, ask them what they think that represents. 
because I, I bet a lot of them are like, well, it's cool. This person's cool, and I want to be cool and popular. Mm-hmm. And it's so much more than that. Mm-hmm. And so really trying to talk to your kids about the concept behind this. Um, another very uh, complex, if not illusion to, to celebrity, is they have a lot of money, and mm-hmm. money buys fame, popularity, and anything you can dream of. Mm-hmm. And that's not always the case. And so having discussions with your children, sort of the backstory, mm-hmm. uh, and almost maybe even research that person and see where did they come from? How did this work out for them? Instead of just the here and now, especially what we see in magazines and online. So someone takes a snapshot of their fancy car. Remember, kids are sort of just looking at that 2D image. They're mm-hmm. like, wow, fancy car. He or she owns this. And so I would want to expand their mindset or their bandwidth around what they perceive with this uh, particular obsessive uh, celebrity. Awesome. I'm sorry, obsession with the celebrity. <laughs> oh, thank you. And um, so what would your advice, you know, as a professional consultant and coach, um, what would your advice be on how to teach kids reality from virt- virtual fiction? You know, for, for example, the, from the perfect lifestyle that is painted, you know, you, you spoke about taking a picture of a car that they may not even own. Like, wh- what advice can you give our listeners? I would encourage children to do some research uh, and as we know, you could Google just about anybody these days and come up with quite a bit of information. Uh, actually, I had an experience with a teen uh, friend, a friend of mine's teenage son, and um, we were talking about a certain celebrity, I'm not going to say who it was, and they had a bit of uh, obsession with this person. And anyway, the, the conversation ended up with, go and research, and this person had a criminal record and did some naughty things in the past, and this teenage son had no idea. Mm-hmm. And that just that piece of information alone really shifted his perception of who the celebrity was, because what you see online is just an image. Like you said, we don't even know if that's their house, their car, their whatever. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, celebrities, put on this persona, and that's actually not who they are. It's just how they get more likes and how to become more popular. Mm -hmm. So I would want to teach children to really find out the facts around this person, not just be hung up on what they see online Mm -hmm. as the end-all, be-all. Now, if a child wants to do that to learn more about their their celebrity uh, uh, crush, if you will, or whatever it is, um, that's terrific. But some kids might be like, no, 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 no. And it might not be the person that they are obsessed with, but the feeling they get when they are looking at the images of this person. And it does something within them. So encourage children to talk about what that feels like and explore and see mm-hmm. what is behind this obsession. Absolutely. And talk about the facts and what is real and mm-hmm. what is sort of made up or potentially mm-hmm. um, not real. Absolutely. Um, lastly, I do wanted to, um, you know, ask you, you know, something that's away from, let's say, social media and celebrity, and that's to do with, you know, early childhood consulting itself. What's one thing that you can say, you know, in, in your practice or, you know, you, you can, you know, me being a parent, I mean, I, I wanted to take this opportunity to, you know, learn, let's say one thing that you can say it's, in your opinion, 
it's the most fundamental you know uh, thing needed to you know do the upbringing of your children let's say oh wow that's, <laughs> that's a great question a loaded question <laughs> I think to answer it uh, as uh, without talking for hours on mm-hmm. end is have your child back mm-hmm. stand up for them advocate for them support them Mm-hmm. love them of course mm-hmm. but raise them up so we're not just raising children mm-hmm. but raise them up to be the best that they can be because you're their leader you're it as the parent mm-hmm. so show them what a leader looks like show them how you bring people up and and how you actually support I think that would be my greatest um, piece of advice and I think greatest parents can give their children thank you wonderful um it was a pleasure speaking to you julie thank you so much for joining us and giving us your time and answering our questions oh thank you very much it was great to be with you again thank you take care bye-bye zero two zero eight six eight seven seven eight seven eight is the number to call we only have about 15 minutes so if you have any questions or if you have uh, any feedback or your opinion on the subject or your experience uh, please do share that with us we're speaking about celebrity culture uh, you know toxic dangerous or whether it has any benefits and I think I think that was very very uh, we, we were spoken about balance and it, I think mm. that interview was a very balanced approach and it also highlighted that we should you know we should judge things for what they are and not just because you know um, you know of course from that point of view of course celebrities can also do certain good things and and they can you know from that aspect for instance you know someone who follows football might like Ronaldo Messi but but then then that those footballers you know uh, they hard work aspiring them you know the children looking at their life and and they, you know that discussion happening with them and ex- trying to explain to them that this individual what you see now is, is on TV is you know is uh, it's not it's not been overnight you know this is taken it's taken you know time you know it's uh, taken de- decades hard work and de- dedication so I think that aspect of it is also something that we were kind of missing from the script definitely um, I think that Judy really like explain how um, th- there is very good positive like we can sit here all day and say you know social media is a very toxic space right mm-hmm. like I, I started off by saying that <laughs> because you know it, it and that's the exposure that I've seen you know it's a lot to do with where I work but like mm-hmm. that is that is what I see but there is very good advantages to it and I think that um, the aspiration level I think for me how I kind of like differentiate is there's the overnight success celebrity that have just got a lot of attention for something very mm. stupid or yeah. you know very basic that yes, anybody yes. can do and then there's the people who have worked really hard educated themselves or pushed and worked hard dedicated and um you know practice their graft you know you mentioned footballers like mm-hmm. you know Cristiano Ronaldo he, he's the lot first one in the training and, and, and last um and last to leave um at the end of the day so mm-hmm. you know there is that aspirational part of it where you can um really see and, and connect with individuals who can inspire you to do very good things mm-hmm. but it, that's the thing I think that's what we, we're discussing here is that celebrities have uh, the ability to inspire you to take 
actions or to do things that you wouldn't necessarily do. Mm-hmm. We need to be very careful as a society, as individuals, on who we give that platform to, who we give that power to, and who over over our decision making processes, and uh, especially for our children. And you know, it's um, you know, I mean, celebrities may have changed over time. Um, there may have been a time where you know, d- not like today, there were you know, like musicians, actors, and other icons, but you know, rather academics and other knowledgeable people, writers, inventors, mm. um, you know, and people with positive influence on society were, you know, true celebrities. Um, now, I mean, the Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him, the founder of the Hindi Muslim community, um, Muhammad said, an individual with self-respect and self-control who is also forbearing and dignified has the right to correct a child to a certain extent or guide the child, but a wrathful and a hot-headed person who is easily provoked is not fit to be a guardian of a children. I think that also points towards what um, um, you know, Julie was speaking about uh, earlier, and, and and I really wanted to understand, you know, sort of, you know, what's the f- what first thing that you would go to is, is is giving your child that confidence, and and of course they're going to make mistakes, hmm. and 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 you have to be um, forbearing and, and and dignified in that manner, yeah. and actually you know becoming the leader. As you 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 know you were saying that to start yeah. the program, because um, you, you, that that they Im- imitate more than they listen. Exactly, and they see you know who you are and what 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 you say, and they easily. And this is what His Holiness spoke about as well. I think one of the programs where he was asked a question. I think an individual stood up and said, "How can I do the upbringing of my daughter?" Hmm. He said, "Why do why did you specifically say daughter? Hmm. Why, why didn't you say you know that's not the right question? You should just said um, children, uh, cho- children, hmm. you know, right?" And simply the, the the answer, if you was to, were to summarize, it was to <clears throat> become that individual that you want your children to be. Mm. <clears throat> and I think this is this is where so much emphasis is there. And in the Holy Quran is where we find um, the verse where it says, Why do you say something that you don't do yourself? Yeah. Right. And it's the most hate uh, hateful in, the, in 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 the sight of God to say something that you don't do yourself. So I think we're always we're, we're all on the path of you know. Um, uh, bettering ourselves and, yeah. and, and, and becoming the better versions of ourselves no definitely and I think that um, it's it's like you said you know we need to become the person that you know we want our children to be and I think one of the in, in my personal opinion I think the reason why people are influenced by celebrities is because they are um, they don't value themselves based on their own beliefs and, and their own okay. like thoughts right like they, they lack self-esteem that's that's my opinion I think that you know it's a lack of self-esteem leads to you seeing someone online and wanting to like you know not uh, I think d- peer pressure is, is, is a whole thing it's, it's a big thing as well like for instance yeah. if you stopped Let's say you you know took let's say a month off social media. Like, oh, you're so uninformed. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you, 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 you didn't even know that happened. Definitely, <laughs> there, there is that peer pressure. But I think that if you know who you are, right? Like you, this is the reason why I say this is because if you know who you are and what your beliefs and principles are, you can be in any situation and you'll know what to do. Mm-hmm. I think that that's the F- problem. You're saying figure yourself out first. Yeah, exactly. Because the thing is, is that you can put someone in a, a very bad situation, a very good situation, they'll mm-hmm. know how to react and they'll probably react in the same way no matter what if they have this mm-hmm. set of beliefs and principles. And I think that that's, that's the key there. I think that 
it's very easy to because you don't know who you are you look to these people who seem to have their life figured out you, you look at this person they go wow they've got everything of people like them and, and have their attention mm -hmm. so I need to be like that and then you'll see another person and you'll keep jumping and you know yes. how like kids go through phases mm -hmm. it's because they're trying to figure out who they are and I think that that's where I think that Islam is very good at giving you a set of principles and giving you that understanding and that self-belief and I think um, Judy said you know backing backing your child up I think that if you teach them the principles of Islam and, and, and whatever religion that you follow uh, at, at its core um, you give them a, an identity and an assurance and give them self-esteem so that they won't look for um, look for you know uh, guidance from some random person mm -hmm. online that is is buying I mean, loads the, of bitcoin the, the, the <laughs> amount of time that is wasted you know yeah. doing being um consumed in you know <clears throat> a focus on other people's lives you know 50 percent of that spent on what you where you want to be hmm. you know focuses focusing on what you want to be and where you want to be there, there'll be so much progress uh, as, as i said then the, the prophet peace be upon him also said that moderation is as i said we always refer yeah. to this is the best in all affairs and you know, speaking about the the bringing up of your children righteously, His Holiness, um, the current Caliph, Fazl Mirza Masoor um stated in, in in his Friday sermon. This was, I think, two thousand and three, twenty sixth of December, two thousand and three. Yeah, he said one should abstain from being, you know, too curious about the lives of other people because that leads to bad backbiting, which in turn leads you away from being righteous. And that's that. That's another form. You know, either people are speaking about you know other people they're discussing other people's lives basically wasting their time nothing really happens it doesn't affect him hmm. you know what, what whatsoever or even speaking about in 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 good terms of course taking more motivation and hard work that's all good but from the aspect of just you know speaking about people and you know and just 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 backbiting it has no benefit at all um, and to be honest i mean before adulthood you know comes childhood and and, and we're kind of taught from an early age about the right and wrong you know of good and bad influences uh, and of course that's also in a way inbuilt as well in our na nature we we experience that we will most likely you know be will be able to you know avoid being drawn into toxic and dangerous celebrity cultures um so you know guiding children you know onto the right path and encouraging them to maintain strong and balanced view uh, when it comes to celebrities um you know uh and 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 and, and the main thing is as you're saying a set of principles and fundamentals so that they can they know how to differentiate between right and wrong i think that's that needs to be there um and uh, no matter what and i think this is something that uh, it, it reminds me of the second caliph i think he said that and, and this is very recently as well um something that's very much linked to this discussion is cancel culture yeah so someone asked this question to his Holy holiness very recently um, that people are cancelled out because of the certain you know views that they have um Something he said many yeah, years ago. Yeah, yeah something he said many years ago and stuff like that. So, so his holiness replied. He said, "From the Amdiya Muslim, uh, or from Amdiya Khadim, or Lajna, or whoever it is, your claim is to lead the world, right? Mm. And how then can you be fearful of that, right? If if you know what your purpose is, as you are saying, yeah. if, if you know what your what your goals are, or what what your aspirations are, what, what what if you figured yourself out, then you won't be confused, exactly. you won't be anxious, yeah. and and this takes me back to his uh, the second caliph of the Andalusian Muslim community, and one of the one of the things he wrote with regards to the Khudamul Ahmadiyya, this is the um, you know the youth association 
of, of, of the commu- community. He said, I need such people that that that's, could stand up when everybody's saying, you know, that this is right, they can say, no, this is wrong. Yeah. Meaning they can take their stand in, in the world and they're not easily just, you know, um, what do you call it? What's the word? Conforming to other people. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think this is this is important, and this is what you know giving strong upbringing to a child is mm. for him to think and for him to question. I think children that question the most it's kind of annoying. Mm. <laughs> for sure, they're asking the smallest of things, why? but but why? the reality is why? why is this? Why is that? Is that? And his holiness is so important in this thing as well. He said that in this generation that we live, we're living in right now, this is turned into more of a discussion now. He, he said um, that. The, the current times that we live in especially the chul- children they always ask why mm. and he said this is a good thing yeah. he said next to that he said this is a good thing because they always want to know what what the reason of that is okay definitely if you because if you don't understand like like you know if you teach children say that okay you need to do this and they ask you why and you say just because that's the way it is I said so yeah because <laughs> I said so um, it's, it's very difficult for someone to like really identify with that and I think mm. that that's where like this this like tie-in with identity I think that um, you know you can sit there and um, like for example as a Muslim I, I I identify as a Muslim so therefore if alcohol is around me if alcohol is offered to me I know no matter what that I'm going to refuse it because mm. it's part of my identity mm-hmm. and it's what I believe in it's my principle and there you've also figured out pros and cons you, you know what the pros exactly. and cons are and I know why and, mm. and I understand that and only because I understand that then I won't be tempted but whereas if I was just like oh yeah like it's just because my mom told me that I shouldn't do this but why what does my mom know or like whatever mm-hmm. it is it will be like that so I think that um, you know uh, it's it's really important to understand mm-hmm. the why and to teach yourself and to understand and educate yourself um, then you know who you are and then you won't be impacted and, and I know it's easy to, for me to sit here and say that it, it's quite easy but it is a journey yes. and it is something you go through as a youngster and as you as you get older that's where the experience come from mm-hmm. but the quicker you can understand your your beliefs and your principles uh, the better it is for you navigating in absolutely the absolutely I mean we only have about two minutes or so um, we've covered a lot I mean we've spoken about you know the 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 cons of and you know, toxic and dangerous side of celebrity culture. And we've also, you know, alluded to the ben- benefits that it has, you know, some of the benefits that it can have, you know, um, you know, everything in Islam, even speaking about a- a- alcohol, you know, or any other things, there, there is, you know, Allah Dimati speaks about it's, it's it's wrong or it's um, it's harm is more than its benefit. It doesn't mm. say it doesn't have any benefits. We know it's yeah, used in medicine and stuff. So it's such an in- interesting thing. Anything that's out there, it would have benefit. But it's for us to realize whether it's and that we should use that as principle. Whether is its benefit more than its its mm. harm? We know that with this celebrity culture, no, that that's 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 not the case. Mm. And we know that fun- fundamentally speaking, um, who our role models are. It, yeah. it, it, it is it is the prophets of God it, it is those that lived a righteous life it is those and 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 what did they teach you know and that that, that that's another figuring out you know, the life of the holy prophet peace be upon him and that very much links to our previous program of of blasphemy and how should a Muslim res- respond it is figuring out what we believe in and who we are and 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 whether the allegation that's been put forward whether it has any truth or not hmm. a person would only react in anger when he doesn't have an answer hmm. Right, that's yeah. the only way, you know. That's that's the only answer he has. So I think it's it, it shows um, 
I think, ignorance at, at the part of certain, uh, you know, Muslims as well when yeah. when they can't answer and the only thing they can, um, you know, they, they can turn back is to is, is violence. Yeah, yeah, they can resort to violence. Yeah. So I think this, with that, um, you know, we're coming to the end of the program. Uh, we would like to, of course, thank, um, you know, all all you know all of our producers who've been part of this program uh, and you know help at the background you know the tech team and every everybody else that make this possible uh, and as, as well as the list listeners and the guests you know they've yeah. they come and you know we've learned so much um, so this uh, program was uh, produced by An- Anna Mahmoud um, and with that we're now we'll be going to the six o'clock news any last words no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining us. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.